Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. Today, I have Jenny Hale here with me. And Jenny is a visibility and marketing consultant have, helping entrepreneurs with cause, advocacy, why-based, and socially conscious business build social media awareness through online events that skyrocket engagement, sales, and aims to turn pain and life experiences into bigger society purpose through their business message. And we actually connected through a business page that we're both a part of on Facebook. And she shared with me her story and how she got started with her business when she was only 19 years old and how she really found her purpose through doing that work of helping women in that way build their social businesses online and I really wanted her to come in here and share her story of course and she's super, she's got a lot of energy and I'm just excited to hear about how she found her purpose because I know it's going to inspire you too. So welcome to the podcast Jenny. Hi and thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yay, we're super excited too and I, we of course want to learn all about you and starting a business at 19 like that is super cool. So I want to hear all about it and how you were able to find your purpose through that that journey of yours. Yeah, so I started my first company when I was in college and I didn't wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur today. But that's kind of what happened pretty quickly. I was a localized photographer and within the first four months of business, I had 100 clients booked. And from there, it snowballed. And within a year, I started a marketing consulting company. And I was doing a lot of like local-based mom-and-pop stuff for a while. And by the time I was 24, I decided it was time to move into the online space. And so I've been in the online space doing marketing consulting for a few years now. And I work with a lot of people who have deep purposes for starting their business. They are trauma survivors, they're advocates, they are mental health awareness people, they are experts at mindset and personal development and trauma growth and healing and spiritual healing and people who really have a deep message and story that transformed their life and they want to help the world with that message too in whatever way that looks like for them. But it is truly inspiring to do that type of work. When I was 19, I didn't expect that this is where I would be now, but I started a lot of different types of businesses. And one of the things that I really learned about when I was a teenager in that first business was how entrepreneurship wasn't about how I could book out in a weekend or how I could make X amount of money in a month or a lot of the things that people really do spend time on social media marketing in the online entrepreneurship space. And I was in my first season of that original business as a teenager when I worked with a family that had a baby and it was their very first photo shoot for that baby and for that family as a whole, like their very first family portraits. And I fell in love with this little baby and I took some extra photos and I sent them over after the session was over. 
a couple weeks later, after our session and like the photos went well and everything was great, I got an email that said that the baby had passed away unexpectedly. And it was the first time in my youth, in my life, that I've ever gone to a funeral for somebody so young, so small, super emotional, still is emotional. And it taught me a really valuable lesson at a very young age that we are not here on this earth to make money or like to do XYZ thing that could do XYZ in our career, but that every time we touch something that is a business related thing or life thing, we have the ability to make impact and change and create memories. And in that moment for me, it wasn't, oh, I made X amount of money in a photo session that weekend. It was, I gave somebody photos that are now covering the funeral home. They're the only photos that they have professionally done. They're the only photos that they have of all of them as a family that wasn't taken on a XYZ year cell phone. That's just so different. Like it's just not, it's just so, it's a different mindset of way of thinking of how you change the world and how you help people and that everything that you do can impact people whether that is positive or negative, but that family walked away with memories that can never be replaced. And that's a responsibility. And as entrepreneurs, we have a responsibility to make sure that our client has the best experience possible, has the best service possible, has the best memories for them possible, and it goes beyond money. And that is why I work with the people that I work with today. Um, when I moved into the online space, I felt very strongly about the advocacy and cause-based work I did. And that was really inspired by the experiences I had at 19. And my entire corporate career was also cause and advocacy, nonprofit-based type stuff. And so when I went into the online space, that was who I knew I wanted to work with. But while I was working in corporate, I also experienced domestic violence. And that was life-changing to say the least, I remember running away from home with whatever fit in the back of my car across state lines to try to find safety. And I ended up working with a domestic violence shelter and seeking services and support through them. And that was a pivotal moment in my life where I said, do I want to do something different? Is there something in my life that I'm meant for? Is there something I'm supposed to be doing that's a greater purpose? You know, is this a wake-up call that can help me change what's going to happen next? And I could sit there and be like, oh, what was me? This happened. Or I could be like, no, now I have, now I can help other people who have experienced something similar, share their word, share their message, share their awareness, educate society, prevent things from happening, um, help those who it is happening to. And one of my very first marketing campaigns when I first started this business was I ran an international event for domestic violence awareness on social media. And we brought in over a dozen partners worldwide, coaches, um, therapists, hypnosis people, trauma people, survivors, um, men who had been affected by it, women who had been affected by it, and shared stories of strength, of survival, of healing, and brought together a community of people, men and women, who had experienced something similar in a safe place where they could get learn resources, get help, talk about their healing journeys. 
And it was so powerful and so impactful. And that is the work I was meant to do. That is why I am standing here today. That is way more important to me than, hey, let's make a million dollars. It's how can we help humans on a very foundational level and a very important level with our gifts, with our story, with our passion, with our purpose, and help them find whatever it is they're looking for, healing, growth, personal development, better mindset, happiness, self-acceptance, self-love, escape domestic violence, recover from trauma, whatever that is. And so I get to work with a very wonderful group of humans in this world who, has, who have been put on this earth for a reason. And we're able to magnify that message through the marketing work I do to larger and larger me- to larger and larger levels so that they can reach and impact more people too. That is so amazing. There's a couple pieces that, I mean, you went from experiencing such a unique set of pain in at 19 with being able to capture that moment, transitioning into, I think each time you can see this trend of you turning your pain into impact and like, turning it around and saying, how can I use this experience that really sucked and that helped benefit the people around me? And I think that really shows like service-based leading. And it ultimately, I think it leads to you like making more money and bringing more impact, you know, as a result, you know, but if we're going out there just looking for the money, it's, it's just, you're not building connections. Like you're not changing lives. Like if you would have gone into that family's photo session thinking, Oh, I'm just going to make a quick buck and not really connecting with them and getting to know them and like really loving that little, little kid that we were taking pictures of. I mean, like, it's so much more impactful to like take the, your time and like really get invested with people, right? Absolutely. There's definitely a way to do business. And I learned at a really young age what that was. And for me, it was never about business. I always said I was a girl with a camera. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that was my purpose. I was like, I'm here to give you the memories. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't think that that was going to be the memory. And that was detrimental to the family. It was detrimental to everybody that was impacted, but it taught me a lesson in the way I ran business that I never walk into a photo session ever. Not that I did before, but that I would never, ever, ever run a business where the end goal wasn't to better serve my clients or better serve my customers or be able to impact them in some way, because I never knew at what touch point it would create something that would happen. And unfortunately, you know, I've been the first or the last person to photograph a family member before they passed away, a grandmother, a father. I'm the, you know, I was the person that was able to photograph their wedding and then they, you know, whatever it may be, like it wasn't just a singular instance, but it was the first one for me. And it allowed me to move into a different way of thinking and running businesses. And that's the lesson that I give a lot of my clients. Like, I know you're here to pay your bills and that's important. But remember that long-term, our goals are to change the world Mm -hmm. and how we can create businesses that do that and share important messages and be authentically ourselves in doing so and and being vulnerable and sharing our stories. Um, Most of my clients are fellow trauma survivors. 
just like I am. And how does that happen? I share my story. I relate to people. It's not about like a marketing strategy to get X clients. It's, hey, this is what happened to me. This is my life now. You can use your story and your message to help other people too. And that's what we're learning from it. We're not learning like, oh, okay, well, this is how you do this. And this is a strategy for this. It's how can you get aligned with the life that you're living and aligned with the business that you're running and the products and services that you offer and the pricing and all that stuff and do it from a soul-driven purpose rather than, hey, I wonder what's the easiest way to make X amount of money today because that's just not going to work. And a lot of businesses will run themselves into the ground from that Mm -hmm. standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. And for all my listeners out there who maybe don't have a business or aren't a business owner, this still applies to you in so many aspects because this service-based leading or just living in general can be applied to everything. Just think about if you go to any kind of event in your local town and how you're showing up for the people there. Are you, even with your family members, I think about this all the time. I think one of the rudest things you can do is when you're sitting there with someone and you pull out your phone and you're just on your phone and you're not present. Right. And I really think that your story really shows that it's all about your energy and like being vulnerable and sharing yourself. And I think it's something that people, even with us being so connected that we are today are so afraid to do. So I'd love to hear if you have any tips or like how you were able to share these really hard parts of your life and how that's brought you kind of like a tribe. Yeah. So I think in general, a lot of people look there's, so there's a lot of different ways you can share a story. You can share a story through building an Instagram account. You can share a story through social media. You can share a story through books. You can share a story through speaking engagements or podcasts. You can share your story through a blog. You can share your story through running a business and selling a service at the end of it. You can share your story by making products associated with that topic. Like there's a lot of different things. I think a lot of people are like, oh, but I don't do XYZ business like you do, Jenny. So how do I do it? Well, there's a lot of different ways you can share your story. You can go to your local like church and share a story. You can go to your volunteer organization and use that as part of your story. So there's so many different ways you can do it and not all of them are a business, as you said. But sharing your story comes from a place of healing. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs jump to strategy. And I'm the strategy queen. I'm in marketing. That's what I do. I do strategy. This is how you do XYZ to get to XYZ. But I would never be able to accomplish result X, Y, Z if I hadn't done the interpersonal development work to get to that level. Yeah. So one of my favorite examples is when I first started my businesses, I ran strategy, 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 strategy for a year and basically made no money. Like I made some money, not great, but some And then I realized that that wasn't the root issue. Strategy wasn't the root issue. Marketing wasn't the root issue. The issue was me. It is an energy. And that energy changes when you heal Mm -hmm. and when you work towards healing. And I never say that healing is like, oh, I'm fixed from that. That's not true at all. Healing is a journey and personal development and mindset are an everyday journey. And every new level you hit in your life requires a new mindset check-in. And so that's where a lot of businesses sabotage themselves. They get to XYZ thing and then they, let, then they sabotage it. 
And then they have to go back to their mindset and start over to get to the next level. And so I always say, if you, I partner with a lot of people who are healers and coaches and, and mindset people. And I work with those types of people too, because I understand the importance of this is the pre to get the post result. And that inner work is the, the most important thing you could do. It's the most important investment in your time, in your money, and in your personal life that you can make. Because once you've hit a healing moment, it trickles into everything else. Your business, your relationships, your life, your money situation, your personality, your energy, your happiness, like it affects everything. And when we're operating from that deep, dark place, we tend not to get the results that we know we're destined for. And that's part of it too. And finding your purpose is that purpose can lead you to healing that deep, dark place. Absolutely. I love that you reiterate that healing is this journey because it really is. And for my listeners out there, I know we keep bringing up this inner work and I totally agree with you that the inner work is what it's all about. But for my listeners out there who are still trying to who are still maybe asking themselves, but how do I find my purpose? Or how do I even start this dream project that I have, even if it's just a blog or a YouTube channel or whatever their passion is, what would you define inner work? What does that look like for you? And maybe how do you help your clients do it? So it's, it's kind of twofold. So to find your purpose, you have to take a deep reflection, look at yourself and see what really brings you joy. And there's been a lot of days where I've sat there and meditated. I've sat there and journaled. I've sat there and listened to affirmations. I've sat there and worked with a mindset or a trauma coach and tried to address some of the things in my life so that I could find my purpose and made, make that crystal clear in my world. Um, but once you find your purpose, the next step is to then obviously go and share that purpose, whatever that looks like for you, a YouTube blog, whatever. Um, before doing that, I tend to like to get myself into a high vibe state of mind. So the strategy, quote unquote, for that is figure out what makes your life high vibe and do more of it. So that can look like dance parties. I jam in the shower. Watch me jam in the shower. <laughs> I do that in the car. <laughs> yes, jam in the car, jam in the shower, whatever you got to do, but like play some high vibe music. Um, I love listening to motivational speeches on YouTube. That just pumps me up. I love meditating to guided visualizations. There is a science behind how we visualize things and how we make them come to life for us. And that helps us manifest. So a lot of the things that I've manifested are things that I visualized every single night in a guided meditation that led to the ROI that I have on it now. Mm -hmm. Fast, very quickly, like within six months, sometimes less, sometimes even four weeks, sometimes five days. <laughs> so visualizations are really big to get you into a high vibe state, to step into your higher self in that high vibe state. So we use the term higher self to define somebody who already has everything you desire. First, you have to know what you desire. So that's where journaling comes in and that inner work comes in to really discover what are the goals you really want? What do you want to accomplish? What are the things you, you really dream of getting? And then we manifest those things by deciding through our higher self to step into the energy of the person that already has those things. And we're getting a little woo woo here, but Love the woo woo, <laughs> but this is what has worked best for me. So if I'm the person that needs to earn X amount of money, what would the person who already has that money do 
or say or act like today when they had that money. And for me, that was, okay, well, you know, they'd stop BSing around the fact that they don't really feel like doing XYZ thing today. Nope, they would just do it. Or they'd hire it out because that's what they do. <laughs> that type of person would stay in a high vibe and believe XYZ thing. So for me, that might be, I wouldn't be afraid of rejection or somebody saying no on a sales call. So for me, I'd be like, okay, well, I just expect people to say yes. I don't expect people to say no. And I come into the sales call with that energy because I feel that they're not going to say no. And so I don't go in timid and afraid and unconfident. I go in confident and ready because I know I'm getting the sale. That changes how you approach things. It changes how you act. It changes how you talk. It changes how you listen. It changes your vibe and your confidence. And now things start to fall into place. So we have to first figure out who the person we want to be acts, thinks, feels, and then we start acting more like that, even though it's not natural to us, mm-hmm. even though it feels scary, even though it doesn't seem quite right or like normal or like who we really are. And we want to shrink back into fear, self-sabotage, whatever it is. But that's the huge mindset piece of stepping into the person who is living their purpose. What would that person who already is doing? And then you emulate that. 100%. That is exactly kind of the process that I take as well with myself and my clients of just having them. I think visualization, you brought that up meditation. I love the dance parties. And mm-hmm. it's true, like getting yourself in this energy of whatever that means for you, right? Because maybe dance parties aren't your thing. But you know, Jenny and I love them. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do our dance parties. But finding what is right for you. And mm-hmm. really honing in on that, like you said, upping that so that you can stay in this place. And I think that is so important. And it's really, I've found it's so much more about what you do. Everyone is so focused. Our brains are so focused on, but how do I do it? Um, What's the steps, right? Like you're very into the strategy, which is important, but it's driven by the feelings and beliefs that we hold on to ourselves. So I heard you say with your, with your sales, it's like, I expect the sale. So you have this confidence about yourself that you have value to bring to the people on these calls. And there is no fear because you know, I have value. And if they say no, then it's all right. Like it's all good. So I actually, um, I did a, an activity, I think it was yesterday. And it doesn't even matter if you're an entrepreneur. So all the listeners out there, whatever result you're trying to achieve, whether it be like a new relationship or something, like what do you want people to think about you? So you'd write those things down. Like I want them to think, um, you know, that I'm a hero or that they look up to me or think of your biggest mentors. This is one thing that I did as well. Think of your biggest mentors and like, what do you admire about them? And then you turn it around and you say, I am a hero or I am really amazing at sales or whatever you want to be. And you just start writing those in the I am statements so that you can feel into this. And like you said, it's, it's a little unnatural at first. So do you have any tips for people who are maybe trying to overcome that like weird, unnatural feeling while they're trying to grow into this purpose? One of the things that I have done, and I'm not a mindset coach, but this is the stuff that helped me through my healing journey so that my business could be successful from a marketing standpoint. 
And one of the things that I had to decide were what I considered non-negotiables. So whatever that is for you. I will not go into retirement with less than X amount of money. Non-negotiable. I will not go into this relationship if he is abusive toward me. Non-negotiable. I will not finish this month out in my business without closing X amount of sales. Non-negotiable. I will not let my friendship be destroyed over this fight. Non-negotiable. Whatever it is. But you decide. That's the key. You decide that this is the life you are going to have and you step into the higher person that already has it or fixed it or whatever that situation is, fix the fight, fix the, you know, whatever, had the boundary and says, this is my next level. Yeah. And you own that. And from that energy, you own that. So, the, so a few things you need to decide, what are your boundaries? What are your non-negotiables? Who is your higher self? And how can you start acting like her or him, whatever? Right. And when you have those four things, you're able to set standards for how your life is going to be. And then it's up to you to follow through on them because you already know what you want. You wrote it down. <laughs> you wrote your I am statements. You already know what you want. But the secret is you already technically are that person. You are them. You are I am a hero. You are already. You don't believe it. Right. But you are deep in your soul. So now how do you bring that soul to life? Absolutely. And I love all those tips that you just gave. It's, I truly believe that too, that everyone out there, they have that higher self already inside of them. It's just like pulling it out and having them realize that sometimes it's just like that mind drama that gets in the way of, well, I haven't been able to do it in the past or who am I to want to do that in my life? And getting over all that mind drama and realizing that you were born worthy and you are able to create literally anything. Like if you think about like the iPhone or the computers that we're talking through right now, they were once just a conceptual thought and then they became reality, things that we could touch. And it's the same kind of way as you're becoming someone else. You have to first start with like the metaphysical thought feeling, visualizations, getting yourself in the high vibe. And you're going to have a lot of times where you just don't see the result, right? And before it actually becomes reality. Have that, has that happened for you where you're working on your belief or towards a goal where you haven't seen it and maybe what's helped you get through? Yeah. So for me, there's a lot of times where I'm stepping into a higher self or a higher result that does not exist. Like, well, I don't have X amount of money right now. So how am I supposed to know what that feels like? Mm -hmm. Right. So I totally get it. But here's the thing. Somebody once told me the future is not fact. Therefore, it can be changed at any time. And for some people with a negative mindset, that terrifies them. Mm -hmm. But for people who know that they're meant for more, that gives you permission to change your life. And that's all you need. You have permission to do and manifest and want anything that you, that you desire because you deserve to desire it. It's okay to desire it. And even though you don't know what it feels like right now, that's okay. 
For example, one of my favorite humans in the entire world that coached me said, I saw abundance as the color blue. So I painted my nails blue. So I would, I internalized that and I take my own little twist on it. And I was like, okay, so my non-negotiable for me, I travel the world. That's kind of my thing. That's my reward for life and running a successful business. I travel. So I'm a digital nomad. So I travel everywhere. And my favorite place to travel to is the beach. So for me, ocean, beach, okay, cool. So I painted my nails blue for the ocean because ocean meant travel. Travel was a non-negotiable. To get to travel, I needed X amount of money. Mm -hmm. So we stop putting our non-negotiable as a monetary amount. We start creating a non-negotiable as a feeling, as a want, as a desire that we will not cave to. So for me, that was, I want to travel to XYZ place, non-negotiable. It's a dream. It's, but it's not going to be a dream dream. It's going to be an accomplished dream. Mm -hmm. It's a reality that costs X amount of money. When we have trouble manifesting and mindset, when we don't have things already is because we don't know what the money feels like, but we do know what it feels like to be on a beach for most of us. Uh, depending on where you are in the world, or to have that dream and be sitting there and, and feel the water come up against our ankles and, and the smell of the salt in the air. So we sit there and we visualize that, and that becomes the non-negotiable. Therefore, the money to get that is now manifested. Mm -hmm. So we switch our mindset of, okay, well, just because I don't know what it means to have X amount of money, what does X amount of money allow me to do that's non-negotiable? Mm -hmm. pay my rent, bring my kids to Disneyland, um, buy my dream house. What does that house feel like? What does it look like? What is that imagery in your head? Now it's non-negotiable. Therefore, the money to get it is now non-negotiable. And we put value on the thing, not on the monetary value of it. Yeah. Holding that feeling for what you're creating, even when you've not experienced it yet. I love that reminder because that's, I think how our brains try to get us out of going after our desires and our dreams. It's like, well, you've never had that. You've never been able to go to the beach. So you don't know what that feels like, or you've never hold held that much money before. You've never, you've never lost the weight before. You've never felt, never run the half marathon. Right. But you can visualize the feelings of confidence and calm and presence and, you know, just, I don't know. You can just, you can visualize it and you can stay in that moment. And there's so much power that our minds have. And I truly believe like our thoughts create our reality. So if we can really hone in on those thoughts and hold that feeling and find ways to like hold it for ourselves every day, like it's just the law of the universe that it's going to come to fruition at some point. And we have to continue to hold the belief even when it doesn't happen right away. Right. Absolutely. I remember the universe tested me one time. I said, I want to manifest a new client sale today. And I wrote it down. I did all my journaling. I was so in the zone. And then I do the thing we haven't talked about yet, which is taking action on what you desire. So that's the next piece of this. But 
I took action. I mean, I worked hard. I was like, okay, so I have this strategy, this strategy, this strategy, this strategy. I did this, this, this. I finished the day and I was like, I did everything I could do. There is no more I could do today to make this a reality. And I went to bed that night and I remember I turned over and texted somebody and I was like, it didn't happen. It didn't come to life. It didn't manifest. I tried really hard, but maybe this whole manifestation, higher self, woo-woo stuff doesn't work. (laughs) And I doubted it. I doubted it. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, new day, fresh start. I didn't see the proof yesterday. But if I keep going, maybe it'll happen. And so I did the same thing over again. And I did the same steps and I did the same thing. And I was like, okay, so that didn't work yesterday. Maybe we tweak it a little bit this day. And then magically in my inbox, just a couple hours later, was the sale. Right. So it didn't come the day I asked for it, but it did come. But the difference was I didn't say, okay, I give up and I walk away. Right. I came over and said, all right, keep going, keep taking action. Nothing is going to stop me. Yeah. You made the decision. We kept keep coming back to that piece. It's like you made the decision that this is what you want And yeah, it didn't happen in the way you thought it would. But once you just went back to the original decision that I'm going to make this result happen and you allowed for that energy, it's just like the universe gave you what you wanted. The universe always has your back. Always. End of the day. It's a great book. (laughs) (laughs) And you really need to believe that. And that faltering on that belief won't help you manifest your goal, but everything happens for a reason. Things work out the way they're supposed to. And if not, they're directing you to something better. And I always keep that high vibe mindset in my head when something doesn't go exactly as planned. It's like, Ooh, I must've missed something I was supposed to know. So maybe if I just pivot a little bit, I'll get what I want. And, or maybe I meant for something else. And I truly believe that in finding your purpose, that might happen a few times. And you're being guided to a bigger purpose and to be flexible in the how it happens, but know that you're on the path you're supposed to be for a reason and to keep moving forward when you don't see the end result immediately. Yes. Your job is to hold the vision and the feeling and to release the how, but like you mentioned earlier, you still have to take action on these dreams. I think some people, if you've watched the secret might get in this mindset that, oh, I can just sit around and dream all day and things will come to me. Yeah, that sounds really great. And while mindset piece of it is huge and you definitely need to do that. And that's what we're talking about when we say inner work, like really holding those feelings and doing the thought work. I think that's how I see it. But you do also have to take actions. And like in your case, with your wanting to manifest the client, it's you did all that you could And then, you know, then you just released it, released, released it. And, and that is really where I do come in. So I bring in a lot of clients who are at this mindset state and they know that this is going to be the reality. They're determined. They've decided they've made this non-negotiable. And then I help them take that mindset and create results from it by teaching them the action steps to take that are the correct way to get to where they want to go a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And, I had tried to do that backwards. I tried to do strategy, 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 and I will figure out mindset later on. And 
for my clients, it's amazing. The stuff that took me X amount of time to get, they'll get in 24 hours. They'll get in 48 hours. They'll get in a week. They'll get in a month. And that's why I call it results in a month now because when you walk into the right, with the right mindset and then you add in the strategy, things manifest so much faster. And so we really are complementary to each other versus like, okay, hire a business coach and then I'll make a million dollars. Like that's not really how it works. <laughs> and it's funny because if you talk to a lot of people who are making a lot of money in the online industry, they'll usually bring it back to, well, the shift that made things happen was mindset or the shift that made things happen over here to get this result in a month was mindset. And then that all goes back into your why your purpose, the bigger reason why you're doing things and being authentic and sharing your real story mm-hmm. as part of that mindset shift that starts attracting dream soulmate clients or whatever it is that you desire. Mm-hmm. And staying close to that why and that vision is what keeps you going when it doesn't happen in your timeline. Absolutely. And I think one thing I want to ask you is for maybe you or some of your clients you've had that maybe really focus on this idea of wanting to control things. What do you, what do you um, offer to them to kind of let go of that? The me of the world, (laughs) the control freaks of the world. That's me. So I, I am uber controlling of like, okay, this is exactly what to do. Blah, 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 step by step by step. And it was very difficult for me to say, okay, here's what absolutely has to be done. So I start every morning by saying, okay, here's a list. And after a while, that list stopped becoming a bunch of mundane tasks and it started becoming things that I knew had proven ROI. And that started to focus, like focus me. So part of being in control is you can control, but control the things that matter. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge shift I had to make. Okay, if I'm going to tell the universe that this is my to-do list of X amount of things to do today, I am going to show to the universe that I will at least do these things. Mm -hmm. And then the universe rewards that, that consistency, that effort, that taking action. Where if I'm like, well, I was supposed to do blah, 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 blah. And then I didn't really do it. So mm, it's Mm non-negotiable. You said it was non-negotiable, X, Y, Z person. So the universe is standing here going like, wait, you said it was non-negotiable. So, Mm -hmm. and so you have to have these conversations with yourself of, well, is it really non-negotiable or am I giving it an option? And you can control your action steps toward your goal. But once you do everything on your list, then it's when you release. And the things on your list need to be the things that actually matter. And for me, I've had to define what that meant over the years. Mm-hmm. For some businesses, it meant XYZ was the main thing that brought me the money. That was the action-taking things. Sometimes I went down the rabbit hole of 20 million things that were on that list that really didn't matter. Right. And now I have it to four, five, six things that I do every day that I know brings me the ROI. Mm-hmm. And that takes trial and error. It takes a little bit of support and guidance sometimes when you're not, when that list isn't converting the way you want it to the first time or the second time or the third time. Um, but eventually it is a bit on release, release and let go. And so I will do the list. I will know I am worthy enough that I took that action. I have done enough to get the result. 
And I truly believe that I have taken all the action I needed to take. And then I will go into my room, journal, listen to mindset stuff, read a book, do self-care, high vibe music, motivational speeches, whatever I need to do to keep my mindset high. And then sometimes I'll get inspired afterward and I'll come back to the desk and write some rockin' content or something. But it's all inspired. And, I, and if I don't feel inspired, then I make sure I get into that high vibe state and then do the action tasks again. Yeah, because the actions are being driven by this high vibe feeling that you are intentionally making it a non-negotiable to create because Absolutely. you know that from that place comes inspired action that really connects with your audience. Yes, absolutely. I love it so much. So to round out this episode, I would love to hear your why and what keeps you going in your mission and your drive. Because I think that is, you know, obviously you're very motivated. You've been in business for going on 10 years. I know it seems crazy that I've been doing this for so long. But yeah, I really do think that at the end of the day, my why is to save and change lives in whatever capacity that is. I really feel strongly about raising awareness for different advocacy-based efforts, sustainability, mental health awareness, um, domestic violence, trauma healing, and all of those really deep society issues that sometimes people don't really want to talk about or there's stigmas against. And my why is to change that. And to bring hope back to people that no matter what they've gone through, anything is possible. And that's just a mindset shift. Anything is possible. That's it, it was for me. <laughs> that's beautiful. And you're a living example of it too, which is so amazing. And Thank I appreciate you sharing your story and your tips. I thought it was super useful. And I know that all my listeners will think so too. So where can they come hang out with you online? Yeah, so if they are online service-based entrepreneurs or you are a service-based entrepreneur and you have a cause or advocacy effort or deep, deep purpose for starting your business, my website is jhmarketingresults.com. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter under the URL results in a month, all one word. And I have a private Facebook group to learn viral-worthy marketing for purposeful businesses. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash results in a month so easy. Well, we'll link all that stuff in the show notes so you guys can go hang out with Jenny. And thank you again so much for hanging out with us on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.